Um, the story of Lot and Avraham, which we started to talk about last week in the parasha of Lech Lecha, continues in this week's parasha in Vayera. The story that's told in Vayera is about Lot living in Sodom. And the angels come, uh, well, not sure exactly what they came for, but it was there, they were charged with somehow being part of this process of getting rid of these places, Stoma, Mora, Admot, Svoyim, the places that were determined could no longer really exist in the world. And uh, in that story, in that story, Lot goes through some sort of a, uh, some sort of tshuva. Like tshuva is usually uh, done about a specific event or a specific omission uh, uh, that, you, that you did. But his tshuva was to do a nice thing or to try to do a nice thing. And that was, um, at least in the context of the story, that may have been the reason for his being saved, right? You know, the angels came and there was opposition from the uh, people. They didn't want to give them lodging and a place to stay. And, and Lot, uh, in an extraordinary manner, not the kind of manner that we might personally appreciate, tried to um, uh, make it possible for them to stay and uh, he offered them lodging and uh, food, and, and that seemed to be a kind of a reason or a redemptive moment for, uh, for Lot, which, as a result, uh, Akarish Baruch uh, saved him. Saved him. But the Psukim, the Psukim, or some of the Psukim, don't read it that way. So let's read the Psukim that are. That are Relevant in Perikutet Pasuk Kav Zion, you see Perikutet Pasuk Kav Zion, Vayashkem Avraham Baboker Avraham. It was the story. This we're talking now, even though it's happening in Sodom, we're talking about Avraham. Vayashkem Avraham Baboker. We know that lingo. Vayashkem Avraham Baboker. The same phrase is used in Akedat Yitzchak, right? By Yishkei Avraham Baboker, and it's interpreted uh, by Chazal, but reasonably, that uh, that Avraham Avinu wanted to do the mitzvah as soon as he possibly could, as soon as he got up, and that's why Yishkei. That everything is uh, when it comes to mitzvot, zrizut, right? Being quick. Active is uh, is the better position. So here it says, "Vayashkem Avraham baboker el hamakom asher amad sham et pinei Hashem." Right, Avram got up and he went to the place where he confronted confronted God. And then it says in pasuk kaf kafchet. Vayashkev al penei Sidon va'amora. Sidon va'amora, the names of two cities. Vayashkev, he was able to look out over these two cities. Valkol penei Eretz Hakikar. And the land, the flat land 
that uh, Lot wanted to uh, inherit Eretz Akikar Vayar, and he saw Vinei Olekitor Haaretz Kikitor Hakimshan. So the the smoke was coming out of the earth, just like the smoke was coming out of the furnace. Okay, so here's the picture. Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu who has all this information from God, he knows what's happening and why it's happening. He's standing there, looking out over God's destructive abilities, destroying these cities. Pasuk, Pasuk Kavtet. Vayhi b'shachet elokim etarei hakikar. And while God was doing this, was destroying the cities in the Kikar part of the land of Canaan. Vayiskor Elokim et Abraham. This is like a, always a, a, a super non sequitur. You know, like, it has absolutely nothing to do. Abraham Avinu is standing there watching what is happening, but it doesn't have anything to do with him directly. He's not being burnt up, he's not being punished. And then the Pasuk says, And God remembered Abraham. Remembered Abraham for what? What, was, what connection was there to the memory of Abraham? <laughs> or to remembering Abraham? And as a result of Vayizgor, Elokim et Abraham. Right? So God did something not, uh, something that was not exactly planned, and that was to save Lot because of Abraham. How does that work exactly? And he sent Lot out of this destructive world, destroyed world. When the these cities were uh, were turned over, were upset, were destroyed. The cities in which Lot dwelt. So, of course, the words that I find uh, uh, difficult are by Yiskorelokimet Abraham, and God remembered Abraham. Remembered Abraham for what? So, like, if you look at the Rashi, look at Rashi. So Rashi asks the question, as Rashi is wont to do. What is it that the memory of Abraham had to do with Lot? Nizkar, Nizkar. I mean, can you imagine uh, saying, uh, I mean, often we say, it's impossible. You can't say God remembered something because that would imply that God could forget something. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to attack the perfection of, that God represents because of a, of a word. But Rashi, Rashi says, by Lakim et Abraham, Abraham What is it that we're referring to? Y- 
יודע ששרה אשתו של אברהם When they went down Vishama Shamar Abraham Bemitzrayim al Sarah Achotihi. When Avram Avinu went down to Mitzrayim, right, Vahira Abba Aretz, there was a famine in the land, and because of the famine, Avram Avinu went down to, uh, to Mitzrayim. But when he was in Mitzrayim, they asked him, Who is this? pointing to the good looking woman at his side, and he said, Achotihi. He is, she is my sister. That was not true, even though the Mephoshim tried to indicate that somehow she was related to him, but she was also his wife, and certainly uh, I think she was probably rather be introduced as Avram's wife than some distant relative. So he says, He heard that Avraham called her my sister, right? Then he knew that he was lying. Velogi lahadaba, and Lot didn't give give it up. He didn't give up this secret, and because shayach chasalav, he was merciful to him. Lefika chas hakadosh baruch hu alav. Rashi likes chazal like. The midak neged midah, some kind of a parody. Here, uh, Lot uh, took care of Abraham. Abraham takes care of Lot. So, vayiskor elokim et Abraham means that God at that moment remembered something that happened with Abraham at the instigation of Lot. That's vayiskor. Vayiskor elokim et Abraham. It means that God remembered what happened with Abraham. Of course, having something to do with Lot. Having something to do with Lot. That's something, uh, still, that word Vayiskor is terribly annoying. I mean, I, you could say, look, it's always true that if you want to say something about God, the only words that you have available to you are the words that you use to talk about people. I mean, you may talk about kings, you may talk about, you know, great leaders, generals, but you have to use the only words that we have. We don't have a vocabulary that is exclusive to God. So every time we say something about God, or if somebody says something about God, it's always going to be difficult. It's always good to present the problem. Given all that, Given all that, I still I think the use of the word Vayiskor is directly contrary to the way we understand God. That memory, memory after all is about the past. And when it comes to God, we, we don't like to admit that there is time. That, that in, in whatever preceded the creation of the world, whatever preceded that that time, that world, was timeless. There was no before and no after, and, and, and there was no memory. Uh, it was just whatever it was. Creation, at least the medievalists all thought this is true. And I have not certainly not advanced beyond those medievalists. Time was created in creation, right? 
like because there was creation, creation induced, introduced change. Things change. Sometimes the sun is shining, sometimes the sun doesn't shine, sometimes it rains, sometimes it doesn't rain. But because of change, there could be time. And you could speak about things that happened before and the things that happened afterwards. But for to say that God remembered something, that's a little bit, uh, that's a little bit difficult. Let's look at the Ramban, the third source. This pasuk, the Ramban said, Kilot nitchased im hatzadik lalechet imo lashut ba'aretz ba'asher yelech. He says, he says simply, Lot was the one who agreed to go with Abraham. And that was a kind of a chesed. It was Lot, Lot said, okay, you need me. You want me to come along with you from, you know, they were in Haran. You want to go to Eretz Canaan? Okay, we'll go to Eretz Canaan. Lot. He went with Abraham Avinu, right, as under his command, right? Abraham Avinu led the way. And therefore, he had this merit that he went with Abraham, and, he, and that merit was going to save him. That merit was going to save him. Kiba Avuro. It was because of Abraham that he was living in Sodom. Not for Abraham. He would still be in Haran. He, Lot, would still be in Haran. He wouldn't have gone any place. It wasn't his idea to go to Eretz Canaan. So Abraham Avinu said, look, I've been given instructions to go to Eretz Canaan. You want to come? So Lot said, yeah, I want to come. I'll come with you. I'll support you. I'll be helpful to you. So why? It doesn't make sense to say. This is the Ramban. The Ramban said, so who is Lot? Lot was, didn't receive directive from God. And he may not have even clarified that matter with Abraham. But he was going because of the divine command. And he ended up in Sodom because he went with Abraham. And so how could it be, the Ramban says, And this you have to understand, this is why Abraham was willing to take up the fight against the kings (coughs) in order to redeem Lot. In order to redeem Lot. So so, so the Ramban, the the, the Ramban sees it in the Psukim themselves. Rashi says, the words are, that somehow Abraham saved, uh, saved Lot. And then there's that word by Yiskor that we still find difficult. But Abraham or, or saved Lot. So Rashi said, well, we all know there's this story. 
about how Lot knew and he didn't say anything and Abram was saved as a result. So, quid pro quo. Those, those very popular words these days. I take them back. Mido keneged mido. Right? Mido keneged mido. Abram Avinu. Abram Avinu did a good thing. So, Lot did a good thing for Abram Avinu. Abram Avinu did a good thing for Lot. Uh, uh, the Ramban is much closely, much more closely tied to the words of the Chumash themselves. And he says, well, he says, well, Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu uh, uh, caused, uh, it was Lot, Lot who kind of joined up with Avram Avinu. That was a good thing. And even though he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't directed to do this mitzvah of going to Eretz Kinan, he, he did it. I mean, he went with Abraham. So if he went with Abraham, how could it be that doing a mitzvah could cause his downfall? That because he ended up in Sodom, because he went with Abraham, that's why his his shepherds had a dispute about the land. And and so he ended up in Sodom. And because he ended up in Sodom, he's going to get burnt up, burnt to a... Burnt up as a punishment. I mean, it doesn't make any sense for the Ramban that being close to Avram Avinu should lead to your own destruction. So that's what that's what it says. That's what it says. We'll we'll leave out the the uh, the Targum Yonatan for a moment. And now there are two. What? Am I understanding correctly? Neither Rashi nor the Ramban addresses the question that you raised right. about the nature of God's remembrance. Right. Okay. Correct. Now, if you look at uh, uh, okay, let's look at the second source, which is Breishit Perkhet, the first two psukim. Remember Noach. I mean, I know it's only it's a couple of weeks ago, but we're going forward, right? So when you go forward, you forget what's in the back. <coughs> But you remember that Noah was in this ark and it rained and then it stopped raining and um, and the time was almost time for Noah to get out of the teva, out of the ark and to restart restart creation. That was Noah's job. That's what he was what he was intended to do. So as an introduction, it says, Remember that word? We just saw it about Vayiskor Abraham. Vayiskor. Elohim, again, at Noah. So Vayiskor is a verb. That verb acted like God did something about Noah and the animals and the other animals, Asheri Toba Teva, all of whom are in the ark, Vayaver Elokim Ruach Al Haaretz Vayashoku Amayim. And then the wind came, blew all the water away, and the water sunk down to the level of the land, at least in some, in some places. Okay? So what does Rashi say? You see Rashi? Vayiskor Elokim et Noach. Vayiskor Elokim. Vayiskor Elokim. The first Rashi. 
זה השם מידת הדין הוא. This, the use of the name Elohim, right, as the name of God, is מידת הדין הוא. That's judgment. Judgment. ונהפכה למידת רחמים על ידי תפילת הצדיקים. And din, judgment, became mercy through the, uh, through the tefillah of the tzadikim, the prayer of the righteous. The rishatam shel rishaim hofechet midat rachamim, the midat adin, and the opposite is true about the tefillah of the wicked. They turn goodness, mercy, into something devastating, judgment. Shenemar. How do I know this? Rashi says, Vayar Hashem ki rabba ra'at ha'adam, Vayom Hashem emche, Vuhu sham midat, Vuhu sham midat rachamim. So it's, it's uh, okay, the proof that the use of the names of God indicate that Rachamim, mercy, became din. So what does Rashi say? What does Rashi say? Vayizkor Elohim et Noach is a statement about mercy. That God had a merciful feeling. He looked at Noach and all the living things in the, in the ark and he had mercy on them. And that's Vayizkor Elohim et Noach. The second Rashi, the second Rashi by Yisrael Noach takes up another problem. After all, it says God remembered Noach was in the ark and all the animals were in the ark. What What did God look? We saw the behemot. How did he see righteousness in the behemot? Why did they deserve to live? So the famous Rashi quoting Chazal. That they had a schut, these animals. They, they were not depraved before the uh, flood. And they didn't have relations with each other, these animals, while they were in the, in the teva. So according to Rashi, the tziruf, the combination of words by Yiskor Elokim, by Yiskor Elokim, that combination of words means mercy. It means a merciful position emerged. Suddenly, there was mercy in the world. Okay. That's what that's what Rashi says. What, what does Rashi mean? They before the flood, they there was no reason for them to be punished. Yeah, but what, what is it that they didn't do that other animals were doing? Why is what? What is it they, that they didn't do that other animals were doing or men were doing? What specific No, they didn't, they, didn't, uh, they didn't act in a depraved manner before the flood. What does, mean, what does that mean? That, that the flood didn't come because of them. No, no, I'm saying what does acting what is acting in the depraved what exactly was the depraved oh the, the, they what, what would they do to be depraved I don't know I guess to kill things that they didn't have to eat I don't know I, I, I mean it's a question it just, it was, wasn't it interspecies mating the what it, wasn't it interspecies mating yeah, yeah. But, but, just these but not on the not in the ark right 
But just see, these specific animals will not be favored. The same, uh, the, the same type of animals outside, they, they, they were afraid. That's what we're saying. Yes. Uh, okay. okay. One more source. One more source. Reishit Perikud Bet. Reishit Perikud Bet is the beginning of the story of Avram. Lech Lecha. Right? The beginning story of Avraham. Vayom Hashem el Avram. Lech Lecha me'artzecha me'moladetcha me'beit avicha el ha'aretz asher er'eka. Okay. In the parish of Lech Lecha, you talk about this pasuk a lot. But we're going to go to the next pasuk. The next pasuk says, Ve'etzcha le'goy gadol. God promises Avram Avinu that I will make you into a great nation which is taken to mean numerically great. Great big. Right? A, a large number of, of progeny. Va'avarechecha and I will bless you. Va'gadlashmecha What does ha'gadlashmecha mean? Your guess is good as mine, but we do know that Avram became Avraham. And Avraham is bigger than Avram, right? We know that. I don't claim that that explains anything, but if I understood why God changed Avram's name to Avraham, maybe I would understand this pasuk as well. But finally, what does it say? Ve'yebracha, and you will be bracha, and that's the issue. Ve'yebracha. What does Rashi say? Ve'yebracha. God says to Avinu, until now, bracha was my prerogative. I gave it out. I gave out brachot. But now you're going to do that. Up to now, I blessed Adam Arishon. I bless Noah, I bless you, God says to Avram Avinu. But now, This for Rashi is the simple pshat of the pasuk v'yei Now I admit that having seen this Rashi a hundred times, I haven't got a clue about what Rashi is talking about. Which is a good way to start thinking about things. Right? But the in, what interests me at the moment is the Dabar which kind of indicates that Rashi also didn't understand what he was saying. In other words, he was explaining the words. You will be a bracha. How? Up to now. I was a bracha. Now you're going to be the bracha. I mean, in other words, it, it fits in with the words. It just doesn't sit well as an idea. So then Rashi says, Dabar in other words, Rashi seems to have known Shmon Hesre, the first bracha, and he says, well, let's look at, at this, uh, this pasuk as being the formulation, as leading to the formulation of Shmona Esrei. Right? Shmona Esrei, Shmona Esrei was, according to the Gemara, a later invention. 
right, mentioned in the time of the Tanaim. Before that, right, in the time of the Tanakh, for example, everybody davened whenever they felt the need to daven. Right, according to the Rambam, as you know, there is a mitzvah to daven every day, once a day. But other Rishonim disagree with the Rambam, and they say that, uh, that there is no obligation to daven, but people daven when they feel the need to daven. And when they feel that need, they daven in whatever language they have. They, they daven with the words that they know. But finally, for some reason, for some reason, when the Jews came back from the Babylonian exile, the Chachamim felt that they needed a text. They needed a standardized text. Probably, probably, I mean, the Rambam has an explanation for that as well. We won't go into it, but I, I just think in general, uh, uh, people who need a text uh, feel that they can't do it without the text. I would imagine. Maybe I'm uh, overstepping here. But I think that when they came back from Babel, for some reason, they felt that they didn't have the words available to Davin. And they were very happy that someone of authority will give them the words. Here they are. So Rashi says, it goes back to this pasuk. It goes back to this pasuk. Shomrim elokei Abraham. That's, as, I'm sorry. He says, the escha legoi gadol. He goes through the pasuk. Zeu shomrim elokei Abraham. Navarechecha ze shomrim elokei Yitzchak. Vagadla shemecha zeu shomrim elokei Yaakov. What does that mean? Chotmim is a chatima. It's the, fin- the, the final conclusion. You know that every paragraph of, of Shemona Esrei ends with a bracha. Right? Ends with a bracha. The first bracha ending is Baruch Hashem Magain Avraham. That's the first. And we know that there is a rule that says that the chatima is got to be similar to the paragraph. It's sort of like a summary of the paragraph, in fact. <coughs> so uh, so the, the Rashi says, but we don't do it that way. Even though we say, Elokei Abraham, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov, we mentioned all the three avot, in the summary, the bracha that comes at the end, we say, Baruch Hashem, Magen Avraham. So this is according to Rashi, right? Ve'yei bracha, bechachotmim velobahem. And this is when you, that, that there's a bracha for you. You, Avraham, are going to be distinguished. Because even though we all know that, that there are three avot, and even we know that all the three avot are necessary, and they're important, and they're able to they're able to do things that uh, are, are significant. Those three avot, <coughs> nevertheless, nevertheless, you're special. Magen Abraham, not Magen Abraham Yitzchak Yaakov, but just Magen Abraham. You remain, you remain special even in the context of the Avot. So these are the three sources that I have chosen and I would like to try
to explain it, to explain this idea of Ba'iz Kor. We know that on Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah we say Malchiot Zichronot Shofarot. What we say are Psukim. Psukim about Melech, Psukim about Zikaron, memory, remembering, and Psukim about Shofarot. Now, I would say that if, if you, know, you had to take a test and explain why do you think we say Malchiot, I think uh, everybody could come up with a reasonable answer. You know, Malchiot is something about God. We, we want to emphasize the fact that we know that God is Melech, that God's relationship uh, to the world is one of dominance. Okay. And also, if I had to ask you about Shofarot, uh, you would say that, you know, special occasions, things are happening, it's reasonable that, it's reasonable that the, the world, that, that the world notices things. And so at Har Sinai, when we were receiving uh, the Torah, there was a lot of noise, a lot of noise happening. Some of the noise came from Shofarot. And uh, so we, we emphasize that. And we, Chazal said, those sukim should be said at the time we blow the Shofar on Rosh Hashanah. So first we say, these ten sukim blow the Shofar, these ten sukim blow the Shofar, these ten sukim blow the Shofar. But Zichronot... What does that have to do with Rosh Hashanah? What does it have to do with anything, in fact? What does it have to do with anything? So let's go back to Noah. After the flood, and Noah's being released from the ark, the world changed. Something in the world changed. Because if nothing in the world had changed, Noah and all of his descendants would also be subjected to some sort of destruction. So what changed? What was it? What was it that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Noah, which said that the world had changed? And so the answer is, Vayizkor Elohim et Noah, Bet HaBehimah, the only question is, what does that mean? What does that mean? So what that means is that we are no longer judged by our, on our own entirely. It's like, you know, we, we turn, turn to God and we say, Look, we messed up before. We'll mess up afterwards. This was the argument that B'nai Israel had when they said they wanted to go back to Mitzrayim. Well, go back to Mitzrayim. They were safe in Mitzrayim. They were safe from God's wrath. They were willing to put up with the discomfort of slavery because they were living in a depraved world. And they weren't worried about being punished because they were being punished all the time. Can you imagine that? I don't know if it's relevant, but, you know, everybody wonders about 
slaves. There were always these stories about slaves who enjoyed where they were and who felt close to the family and, uh, and, and the like, because slavery is the bottom. It's the bottom of, of, the, of the list of disadvantages that you might have. So the Jews, in, led by Moshe Rabbeinu, what does Moshe Rabbeinu have to convince them of? That they're worthy, that they could do it, that they could be the people that God wants them to be. All of that is possible. That's what, that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to tell them. And you don't have to decide in advance that you can't do it. Because we live in the world of Vayiskor Elohim et Noah. And what is the world of Ayizkor Elohim et Noach? What is that world where your judgment, your judgment is not just about you, but includes where you come from. It includes Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and that's why we start davening Shmona Esrei with Elokei Avraham, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov. That we remember we remember where we came from. That's our opening gambit. That's what we do when we daven. That's what we do when we daven. Every tefillah, every Shemona Esrei in the, in the, that we ever say starts with Elokei Abraham, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov. I mean, okay. This is like a primer of theology or something. A class in, in, in Jewish history. No. It's because I am not, I know very well that if I had lived in the time preceding Noah, I would have been destroyed in the flood. Because I have no redemptive qualities. Or if I have a redemptive quality, I mean, it's not really a big deal. But zichronot, those zichronot that I say on Rosh Hashanah, which come from this idea by Yitzchak, Noah, about the fact that I stand before God, but not alone, I don't stand alone. I stand with those who preceded me. All the way back to Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And when it comes to Zichronot, Shmon Esrei says, special reference to Abraham. Because Abraham, for us, was the inventor of Zichronot. Abraham was the inventor of Zichronot. And where did he invent it? He invented it right here. Right? He said, Vayiskor Elohim et Abraham. What is Vayiskor Elohim et Abraham? Lot, on his own, by his own merit, he wouldn't have been saved. Why would God save Lot? I mean, Lot was a bad guy. Even though in, in Sodom, he, he did something that seems a little bit more reasonable, but Sachakol, all in all, he couldn't get along with Abraham. He couldn't live up to those standards. He could only fight with him about land, about territory, about money. I mean, that was, that was Lot. But by Lot, but in as far as Lot was related to Abraham, that's by Abraham is a statement about Lot. It's like the Lot davening. Like the davening and saying, I am. Avram's nephew. I know that. That's something that I know. And if God knows that, Lot knows that, so Lot has a certain advantage. Lot has a certain advantage. 
So Noach was the beginning of the new world. The world that wouldn't be destroyed because people will not be judged ultimately on their own. Standing alone before God. Standing alone before God is an impossible position to be in because the only way to stand before God is to be perfect. And it doesn't seem that perfection is one of our opportunities. Right? So that by at Noach means there's a new world, Noach. There's a new start. And the new start is that even you, Noach, right, you're going to do a terrible thing. You're going to do a terrible thing with your children, with getting drunk, with, uh, with, with, with uh, uh, the vines and the grapes that you grow. So says, you're going to do a bad thing, but the world will continue to exist because you're not alone. You're part of the history of the creation of the world. You're part of the history of the Gan Eden, of Adam and Chava in the Gan Eden. And because you're part of that history, by then we'll let you go. We'll let you have off. We'll let you pass somehow. Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu's connection to Lot ensured that Lot would escape the punishment of Sodom Amora. And he did. By his Abraham. That Lot, after all, is somehow connected to Abraham. And that's the prayer of Shemona Esrei. The prayer of Shemona Esrei answers the question, and who are you? You know, like, you knock on the door, and you say, I'm here. I'm here. I'd like to have a few requests. What do they call that? A bucket list? (laughs) That's English, right? Bucket list. Hey, this is all I want. It's a short one. This today is a short one. Just take care of the following following things. So, uh, so where do you get that from? Where do you get that chutzpah from? So that chutzpah comes from the first bracha of Shemona Esrei. say, look, I may not be a big deal, but I have. A lot of yichas. I have a lot of yichas. And that yichas is going to get me through. I'm going to, I insist that you take into account all of that yichas. And who's the yichas? Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. But more than any of the others, I learned it from Avraham. I learned it from Avraham. So Baruch Atah Hashem again Avraham. Right, the bracha is the quintessence of the idea that it all comes from Avram Avinu. Yes, it's also true for Yitzchak and for, and for Yaakov, but Avram Avinu started it, believed in it, thought it was possible. Thought it was possible. What was possible? It was possible that the world that was not always in accord with divine will or divine wishes could continue to exist in the hope that things would improve and get and get better. So you see, the 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 targum, the 
the first source of the Targum Yodas and you know that you look at Bikraut Gedolot any, any edition of Bikraut uh, Gedolot in English usually called Rabbinic Bible Rabbinic Bible it doesn't mean you have to be a rabbi to learn it it just means that rabbis produced it I guess or it has commentaries of rabbis around it it was an interesting idea it was an interesting idea to print a book like that. Look at, if you look at the... So the Targum Yonah said there are two Targumim that are printed in Mikraot Gidolot, and maybe even three, but two certainly. One is called Unculus, which is very shot-oriented, meaning that it's a word-for-word <coughs> kind of translation. And the other is called Targum Yonatan. It really should be called Targum Yushalmi. But we call it Targum Yonatan because we love to dote on our own mistakes. So we call it Yonatan. Yonatan is more um, agadic, open-minded, thoughtful, you know, etc. So if you look at the Targum, the Targum, you see Kavtet in the Targum Bavat. Bechabalut Hashem Yat Kirvei Meshra. Then God destroyed uh, the cities. Kirvei. Kirya is like a city. Meshra is a kikar. Then the words, these are the words I'm interested in. Kir Hashem Yat Zechutei Da Avram. And by by Yiskor, Elohim et Abraham, God remembered Abraham. The Targum says God remembered the merits of Abraham. In other words, the merits of Abraham had an effect on the status of, of Lot. Lot was saved because of Abraham. That's what the Targum, that's what the Targum says. The same thing is true, I think I mentioned that the Chazal say that uh, Terach, that uh, the Pasuk says that Abraham, you're going to go and meet Terach. Terach died, but you'll meet with Terach. What do you mean you'll meet with Terach? Terach was a bad guy, so he's in the, the bad guy room. Abraham is in the, going to be the good guy room. So what is he... Uh, Who's going to meet whom? So, uh, so the Ramban, the Ramban explains that there's a halacha, the halacha that uh, every day the Kohanim were responsible to bring wood onto the marachan, to the fire that was on the mizbeach. Now, there was no kashrus issue with that wood. You could bring any any wood you found any place to use to keep the fire going on the, on the Mizbeach. But you weren't allowed to use the wood from a vine uh, or uh, a zayat. What's a zayat? What? Oh, yeah. You're not allowed to use either the vine of the grapes or the olives. The wood. Right? So the question the Gemara asks, why not? He says, well, because we need the grapes and the 
oil for the Mizbeach. There, was the, there were sacrifices that given so that the fruit saved the tree. The fruit saved the tree. Because I need the fruit, I shouldn't use the tree for firewood. That's the halacha. That's the halacha. So I could use any kind of wood, but I can't take the wood off the vine. I can't take the wood off the olive tree. Right? And the, and the way the Gemara says it is, the fruit saved the tree. So the Ramban said, that's Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu meaning, if you have a son like Avram Avinu, you'll be able to sneak into a good place in Olam Abba. That's what he says. So you have to think about that. It's probably worth it. <laughs> okay. Good Shabbos. Shabbos. Thank you.